the stars and the legends came out to the University of Miami today. And guys, things are only going to get even busier in recruiting from here on out. You are Locked on Canes, your daily podcast on the Miami Hurricanes. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I am your host, Alex Dono. I'm a University of Miami alumnus, longtime South Florida sports radio vet, including pregame and postgame for Miami Hurricanes football. And thank you so much for making Locked On Canes your first listen today on a Saturday. But we're not going to not talk about Legends Camp. We're available free wherever you get your podcasts, and we're available free on YouTube as well. So make sure you subscribe to our audio and video channels. And we are going to talk Legends Camp with a, a true legend in his own right. Mario Cristobal is also a Miami legend who's now the head coach of the team. And I love a couple of these Cristobal quotes here. As he says, the U isn't back. It's just back to work. And Cristobal dropped this gem on uh, Miami Faithful this morning. This is Legends Camp because it's not time for paradise yet. Oh, yeah. You remember the last few years? Mark Richt was the one who came up with the term Paradise Camp. Manny Diaz kept that going for a few years. Now Mario Cristobal has renamed it Legends Camp. Here's a quick quote from Michael Irvin. I don't care about taking pictures with Ferraris. Work hard and buy your own Ferrari. So... Am I getting this correct, Larry Bluestein, in my assessment as we are joined by a legend in his own right? Larry Bluestein, 560 WQAM, best recruiting analyst in the business. Blue, hearing what Cristobal had to say, Michael Irvin and others, they are really trying to remind people that if we're really going to get Miami back to where we need to be, it's about putting in the hard work. We're not going to call it paradise because it's not paradise yet. Everyone's got to be on the same page working. They want to really emphasize the blue collar aspects of this. Yeah, I agree. Um, you know, it was kind of a weird feeling because you and I have been to the paradise camps in the past and, you know, they've been at night and it was more of a, a party type of atmosphere. Everybody wanted to see one another, but Today was kind of a coming out party because a lot of people came on to the campus for the first time who may not have had the opportunity to be there for a camp or for the, the seven on sevens. Um, you know, it was one of those, it, it was workman like today. Uh, you know, there was, uh, you know, a few pictures afterwards, a lot of the kids celebrating the fact that Mario Cristobal and his staff rolled out the welcome mat for some really, really good talent. Obviously, uh, you know, there's a lot of official visits today, and that comes later on, which is a good thing as well because you get more kids on campus. But this little Legends event was really geared to uh, for the former players, uh, guys yeah. to show up. And it really, really was imp impressive uh, from that aspect. But on the field, uh, you saw like 200 plus kids and they worked their tail off. I mean, it was, it was nice and cool inside, but when they moved the action outside, everything heated up. The one-on-ones were good and competitive. The line camp was uh, extremely competitive. So while there were no major, major stars, uh, there were a lot of young kids who took, uh, you know, who will be those stars in the future and who will have those official visits coming up over the next few years. So I enjoyed it. Uh, you know, like I uh, got an opportunity to see a lot of the former players, uh, you know, that I hadn't seen in a long, a long time. And 
and, you know, kind of set the table. And then, as you said, Mario Cristobal held his uh, little uh, press conference before uh, the event. And, you know, he said some really wise things about what, what lies ahead for this program and being like what you said was really perfect. Uh, they're not back, uh, but they are back to work. And that's the whole thing. Um, you know, he, he reminded everybody, he goes, uh, you know, while our little group and our little fan base uh, is consumed about, you know, being back, uh, there's a lot of other programs around the country, especially in, in the ACC and especially in the Coastal Division, that are working their tails off. So they have to outwork everybody. And, uh, you know, I mean, I think that a consensus between the players that were on hand, the former players, and the current players who also mixed around, which I, I love that when, you know, like uh, Xavier Restrepo or, you know, Tyler Van Dyke or so, uh, mingles around the crowd, mingles around the players because that gives these guys, uh, you know, a reality check that, hey, yeah. you know, next year, year after, I could be in that same position. And then those players who are current players look at, you know, some of the guys like Martin Bibla or, or – um, Brett Romberg or Lamar Thomas, uh, you know, or even coach John Solinger, um, the fact that they could be in that situation one day. So it was kind of, uh, as, as Mario Cristobal alluded to, it was, it was a workmanlike day and uh, befitting of what he and his staff are about. Yeah. It's been the message from day one since he and his staff came in another quote from Cristobal today, on how Miami's players are, you know, approaching their summer workouts, which of course are going on now. He says, quote, they know the foot's not coming off the gas. And so, and like, and, and Larry made another great point in that, yeah, paradise camp, since Mark Rick started that, you know, little tradition that lasted, what, about six years, five, six years, paradise camp was like a prime time event. Like it used to be, hey, you get out here six, seven o'clock, you camp like under the lights. Now, you know, Legends Camp is an early morning event. Uh, so let's talk about some of those former players in blue and some of those coaches out there. We mentioned Michael Irvin, uh, Jeremy Shockey, who's not around as much as some other guys. He was very well publicized at Legends Camp today. A former Miami assistant coach, Coach O, Ed Orgeron, was there, and I even saw him leading some drills. So this was a pretty interesting turnout today. Well, Ed's son is a, a, an analyst on, on the staff, so that could uh, you could take that two ways, either – uh, you know, he's just there to support her. He may be one of those guys that uh, Mario leans on towards, you know, the next uh, couple of years. And rightfully so. I mean, you know, he knows his stuff. He has a, a pretty good history with the University of Miami coaching here in the past. I mean, you had a chance to see Roscoe Parrish and Antrell Roll and guys like that, which were really neat. Uh, as I mentioned, Coach Don Sullinger, who coached some of the finest running backs Miami's ever had. Uh, to see Sean Spence was great. One of the uh, premier linebackers this program's had over the year. John Beeson is another one who uh, I thought, you know, I mean, this is, and remember, these guys are all stopping to take pictures. And yeah. I think it was really good. Tobert Bain from the 80s, uh, you know, a little, a lot of the parents kind of remember, remembered him. Kenny Phillips was on hand. Um, you know, so the, uh, we had some really good guys. Our friend, um, uh, you know, and Brian Monroe. Uh, was out there. We had a chance to talk to Brian a little bit, uh, you know, about things going on. But, uh, you know, and Martin Bibla now has a kid uh, who was at the camp. So uh, wow, he and makes Brett, me feel old. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it makes everybody feel old. And Brett Romberg, as we said, you know, uh, Brett's, a, you know, a very uh, uh, 
popular figure in the South Florida area still today. Uh, Lamar Thomas, who is never ending. I mean, this is a guy who, like um, Michael Irvin, is always, uh, you know, always on go. So it, it was great, you know, and, and, and the whole thing is, is it, it was all designed, as I said, for the fans to, to see not only the talent that was on hand, but the talent that is going on now. As I said, I saw quite a few uh, current players uh, and then some of the past, which was a glory time. And what really put Miami on the map and what really put the U on the map uh, back in the 80s and the 90s and a little bit early in the 2000s. So, yeah, it's uh, it, it served its purpose. I mean, you know, people came to see marquee kids, uh, you know, and obviously those kids are going to take center stage uh, later on in the day when they get their official visits and the red carpet comes out. Yeah. And I want to talk in a moment here as we're joined by Larry Bluestein, hardest working recruiting analyst in the country, bar none and South Florida media staple. You guys hear him every Monday on 560 WQAM on the South Florida high school sports show, which is part of the Odyssey family. I want to break down with blue. Some of the guys who've been around today and in recent days who haven't been suiting up, some of the real blue chippers that have been on official visits. I want to remind everyone, betonline.net is your number one source for all your betting needs and sports info. They got all sorts of futures for Miami Hurricanes football over under eight and a half, odds to win the ACC, odds for our guy Tyler Van Dyke to win the Heisman at about 30 to one. You will find everything there in terms of the latest sports developments, league reviews and news, including this year's NHL playoffs and Major League Baseball. Bet online is your continued source for all your sporting wagering info, including live betting, esports, and scores. And betonline.net remains the best spot for all your sports scores, podcasts, and news this season. Betonline.net is the fastest and easiest way to check in on all your favorite sports and events, including MMA, boxing, and golf. And it really is easy, guys. I'm on there every day. So check it out. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends in action. BetOnline, where the game starts. Thank you for making Locked on Canes your first listen every day. We're available free wherever you get your podcasts. So, Blue, uh, let's talk about some of the five and four stars who have been visiting over the past couple of days. Let me start with a couple of defensive guys first. Obviously, I would love to have both of them or either of them commit to Miami. Five-star cornerback Cormani McLean has been on campus. He's the top cornerback in the country in the class of 2023. Five-star safety been on campus. Tell me uh, your scouting reports on these players and, and where you think Miami could be in the mix for them. Well, Cormani McLean's a kid that I saw kind of grow up when he was in ninth grade uh, at uh, Lake Gibson High School in Lakeland. Uh, had a really, really good career so far. And then all of a sudden he made the switch to, across town to Lakeland this year. Uh, new coaching staff at Lake Gibson. So he figured he'd kind of move on. Yeah, he's definitely a, a one of those go-get go type of guys. But, you know, Miami's in the mix with, again, with a lot of people and uh, – you know, it's it's not going to be a slam dunk. You know, I mean, it, uh, you know, I think the consensus is that it's going to come down to where he fits in. Uh, you know, if he goes to another school, uh, where does he fit in there? I think here he comes and he gets on the field a lot quicker than a lot of places. And he gets a chance to learn. Uh, Miami arguably has uh, two defensive uh, back coaches that are amongst the best in the country. And then you have a guy who is on campus and Roland Smith, who was a pretty fair DB himself. So you, you get a, a chance and then they have some really, really good talent 
uh, returning. And uh, Guerrero's the same way. I mean, he's being pursued by everybody and anybody. I mean, and that, and he's a big time kid. I mean, there's no doubt about it. But you know, Ray Ray uh, Joseph out of Miami Edison was a target. Obviously, he was expected to be there today. Malik Bryant is another kid who a lot of people have been looking at. You know, what type of uh, future does he have? Miami's definitely in the mix for him. Um, Monroe Freeling is another kid that uh, that I know that Miami really, really likes. Uh, the Jackson Howard kid as oh, yeah. well. Uh, he was supposed to be one of those guys. Uh, uh, Jaden Bonsu, who um, I think that a lot of people – think that Miami's got a legit shot. You know, I mean, he's one of those really good uh, football talents. And one of the two other guys that I think that Miami's got a shot at, but, you know, again, they've got to have solid visits. they got to enjoy themselves. The uh, Collins um, Akimpong. Oh, is that how you say it? I believe it's Akimpong. I told you, you know, it's funny. I, I saw, I've been pronouncing it a certain way. Because I uh, and and whenever I see a name like that, my first impulse is to to panic. If anyone has seen yeah. this young man's name spelled out, I, I went and found like a YouTube video, not of him saying it, but of someone like on the local news saying it, and they said it a champo. But I could be wait. That just might have been them mispronouncing. Okay, it well, perpetuating the mispronounce. Well, it may be. It obviously <laughs> Samson Akon Lola is another kid yeah. that a lot of people are looking at, and then. Uh, Jalen Braxton, who is a big-time talent. So there's like six, seven, eight type of kids that Miami's having on campus, uh, you know, for official visits. Uh, Obviously, we said early on they didn't get a chance to, um, uh, you know, work out today. But, um, yeah, so between the athletes that did work out, you know, and Josiah Trader, uh, 2025 kid uh, from uh, Miami Central who – can play on either side of the ball. He's a lethal wide receiver in the state championship game against Merritt Island. Uh, He played defense for one play, and that defensive one play was a 97-yard interception return for a touchdown. Uh, Jimmy Williams, an offensive lineman from American Heritage Plantation, was out there. Uh, Ezekiel Marcelin, who I think is the next great linebacker in South Florida from Miami Central, was another kid. And then you and I talk about uh, somebody that we saw last year, Uh, somebody who started at quarterback as an eighth grader at Jacksonville Trinity Christian. Colin Hurley. Huge huge bloodlines down here. Um, uh, Grandfather was a coach at Miami Killian. Father was a coach at Miami Central, um, and that's Colin Hurley, and uh, who's just a sophomore going to be uh, this year uh, in, in the class of 2025. So that's what today was about, uh, getting kids uh, and giving kids an opportunity and the younger kids, especially those kids who had an opportunity to uh, work out, uh, you know, some spotlight. And um, uh, Colin really was dazzling. And uh, as I had an opportunity to watch him most of the, the morning and talk with his dad, who, like I said, I've known uh, for a while and I knew the ties uh, to the South Florida area, which is a major plus. And, and the relationship uh, with Frank Ponce, the uh, quarterback coach uh, of Miami, was major. So if my if he could come away uh, with this young man, uh, that's huge. That's huge. All right, I'm going to ask Larry Bluestein now about the name everyone wants to hear about. So we are scheduled, Blue, 4 p.m. 
on uh, what is what do they call it? CBS All All Access on CBS Sports. He's going to be announcing his destination Sunday at 4 p.m. It's been a roller coaster following this young man's recruitment over the past several months. But four star and listen, you could argue five star depending on which publication you look at. Jaden Rashada from Pittsburgh, California. He already pushed back his announcement once, was originally going to make it this past Saturday, a week ago at the time we record this, pushed it back eight days, and in pushing it back eight days, gave himself the opportunity to come to the University of Miami for an official visit, as he did late in the week. Uh, The Florida Gators fans thought they had it pretty much wrapped up last week. Now most of the crystal balls are going in Miami's direction for Jaden Rashada. This is a heck of a player, and Blue... The Hurricanes already landed a heck of a quarterback for the class of 2023 in Emory Williams, who you you deserve. And I know you're a humble guy about this, but Larry Bluestein deserves a ton of the credit for getting his name and his tape out there a couple of years ago in Emory Williams. So he's already committed. And when Emory Williams committed, a lot of people thought, oh, no, this means, you know, Rashada's not going to come in this class and Dante Moore's not going to come. Miami settled for the three star guy. I never looked at it that way, Blue, because I, I think Rashada and Moore both knew Miami wanted to take two quarterbacks in that class. And, you know, they're both such blue chippers. I don't think they're so concerned with what Emory Williams is doing. I think Jaden Rashada is only concerned about finding the best spot for him. So, Blue, what do you think happens tomorrow at 4 p.m.? Do you think he's going to utter the word Miami or do you think someone else is going to be getting Jaden Rashada? Well, you know what, you know, getting before I answer that, getting back to Emory, uh, you know, the the people and and sometimes the fans are a little bit uh, a little bit skeptical without knowing everything. And that's the thing like Tyler Van Dyke. Uh, we settled for T- Tyler Van Dyke was was a, a message that I remember that quite a few people uh, said there were much better quarterbacks out there. Mm-hmm. And we and the University of Miami just settled for somebody who everybody really wasn't on. See, that's the thing. That's why I never buy into people who 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 only watch film and don't get a chance to to know all about the, the player. So. In Emory Williams, they didn't settle on anybody. This is a kid just was underexposed and undervalued by a lot of people who never saw him. I mean, he's from Milton, Florida, which is really – it's in the panhandle. It's not a very visible place. A lot of people don't go in that area, uh, you know, especially in spring, uh, because if they do, they'll go to Pensacola and uh, maybe see one or two or three – players, but they don't get a chance to go to the Miltons and the Nicevilles and the Choctaws and, you know, Panama City Mosleys and in places like that, because it's just not, you know, it's not, uh, it's not a thing to do because financially, you know, they have a short period of time. They have a lot of ground to cover and he was well overlooked. Now we'll take on Mr. Rashada, who, you know what, arguably as good as anybody in the country makes every throw possible, strong arm, uh, he's got some mobility, uh, just, you know, scours the field as well as anybody, uh, yeah. solid arm strength. And I think Miami's got a really good shot at him because of the way right now, uh, especially when you have uh, Coach Gaddis who is willing to uh, open this offense and, and, and favor everybody. Because remember, this is arguably the best running back room Miami's had in years. I mean, you've got yeah. some really, really tremendous talent. Uh, you know, on board, you know, with the addition of Parrish, obviously, with with two more healthy running backs. Hopefully they both stay healthy this year. Uh, so that gives them a running presence. 
uh, arguably one of the best tight end rooms right now, potentially, if everybody stays healthy, because we know Arroyo is a up and coming star. They just recruited two or three guys that will help. And then we have yeah. Will Mallory, because if Will Mallory plays up to the, his potential, he's as good as anybody. I mean, he's first round draft pick mater, uh, material. If he stays healthy, I know it's a big if, but I mean, and you know, in the offense, they're going to target him. And then wide receivers. Miami needs to get wide receivers that are capable of taking over games. And I think that Rashada sees the potential that Miami has in the, the type of room that they have in the quarterback room where he can come in and, and he'll compete. I mean, he'll compete because you figure that Van Dyke will be on his way out this year. So yeah. that still leaves some really capable uh, talent, but he understands. And I think that they explained to him, listen, we have kids but it's up to you. If you work hard and you show that you could, you know, take the job because look at Van Dyke, nobody really was pulling for him. You know, everybody said, well, he's not good enough to start. Well, surprise, surprise. He was as good as anybody in the country and probably uh, arguably the third best quarterback coming out uh, this year. So I think he, he pulls the trigger, understands what he could get out of a Miami experience, the, the weather, the year round, uh, opportunity uh, to come in and, and compete and to work hard with a coach that when he was on the West coast, he had an opportunity to see what, what Mario Cristobal was all about with Oregon. I mean, he was down in the Southern California area enough, uh, you know, playing SC and playing UCLA that he got a chance to watch them on TV, uh, see what Mario was all about. So I think it's a win-win. And obviously now they have a, a huge chip in coach Gaddis where you yeah. say he, Here's the bet, one of the best, if not the best, uh, coordinators and assistant coaches in the country, and he proved it last year by getting the Broyles Award, uh, uh, you know, claiming that. So, yeah, to answer your question, I think Miami's got a really legitimate shot. I love to hear that. And just so everybody knows, we will have a special Locked On Canes episode tomorrow after the Rashada decision, and that's whether he picks Miami or not. If he doesn't pick Miami. We'll do a recap. It'll be really pain if he does pick Florida. <laughs> although the fact that Billy Napier is like sending out open letters, basically apologizing for how crappy their recruit, it doesn't make me feel like he's too confident that Rashada is coming to Florida. But you know, if Rashada picks Miami or if he picks someone else, we're gonna do uh, a Sunday special tomorrow, shortly after his announcement, to talk about it. There was some rumor over the last twelve hours or so that he may push back his announcement again. It's my understanding that that's false that he's going to do the announcement tomorrow blue do, do you get the same feeling with Rashada because I, I did see like Mike Farrell sports.com and a couple of others were saying he may postpone but then I saw others come out and say no we talked to the father and the father says it's happening tomorrow so I think it's going to happen tomorrow yeah Alex I, I think the same thing uh, you know I mean I you know once he gets that decision out of the way he can concentrate on what's coming up and his season ahead and you know yeah July is already here the door closes with the NCAA on Wednesday, uh, which brings to an end the recruiting cycle, uh, you know, up until the season starts. So they got all of July uh, where there's not going to be any events held on, no visits will be able to, and no contact. So the college coaches and NCAA schools will take their vacations, you know, evaluate what, what happened here during June. And uh, so that's why I think he's going to get this out of the way, because if he doesn't, there'll be too much speculation and, you know, he'll have too much time because remember after uh, Wednesday, he can't contact and he can't be contacted. So yeah, I think he makes the decision 
why delay it? Uh, if he's sure of where he, you know, like you said, fresh on his mind. And I, I talked to John Beeson about that because I think I relate that uh, story about him. John Beeson was all set to go to Georgia as a running back. And all of a sudden the last uh, Saturday uh, or last weekend before national signing day, uh, the hurricanes played it smart and just invited he and his mom. And that was it. Nobody else on the trip. Uh, they ate good dinners. They had an opportunity to sit down and talk. I mean, and I think that this week, uh, you know, Frank Ponce, uh, Coach Gaddis, uh, and uh, Mario were uh, were definitely all all into what he he wanted. Probably told them everything that he wanted to hear, and uh, I think that'll reflect tomorrow. All right, everyone, make sure you follow Larry Bluestein. Although, if you're listening to this or watching this, if you don't follow Blue already, what are you doing? But follow him on Twitter at Larry Bluestein and check him out Monday nights, right? Blue on WQAM. It is the most informative high school sports show in the country. You're going to learn so much about recruiting and high school sports. So make sure you turn into the tune in to the South Florida High School Sports Show Monday nights on 560 WQAM and on the Odyssey app. And yeah. I will talk to you guys tomorrow. It's either going to be Rashada or no Rashada. We'll talk to you after his announcement tomorrow afternoon on another episode of Locked on Canes, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day.